The United Nations estimates that the uprising in Syria has now claimed more than 9,000 lives. Unlike the war in Bosnia, the Syrian conflict has been mostly off-limits for outside reporters. So Syrian citizens have brandished cell phone cameras to video scenes of protests and fighting. Some call it the YouTube revolution. Among the most avid viewers are Syrians here in the United States. Reporter Michael May of LatitudeNews.com has a story of one woman who'd long given up on change in her native country. For Moja Kaf, the YouTube revolution began at home, but it was a long time coming. Moja is a poet and a professor at the University of Arkansas. She fled Syria with her family in 1971. She was just a toddler. Her father was a member of the Muslim Brotherhood, and after he left, the government made being a member of the organization punishable by death. Moja rejected her father's Islamist politics, but she'd long given up on returning to her birthplace. Hope for change in Syria, I will confess, was something that I had despaired of. That changed in February 2011. Egyptians were filling Tahrir Square and demanding change. Moja's 17-year-old daughter, Bana, went into her room, set up a video camera, and vented the frustration of a second-generation exile. I am a Syrian girl who has never been to Syria thanks to Assad's oppressive 40-year dictatorship. My grandfather spent 10 years trying to build a house brick by brick for us to live in in Syria. I was delighted and proud of her, but we posted it as anonymous. Didn't want her to be put in danger of reprisal by the regime, which, you know, has a long arm. The video has now been viewed almost 30,000 times. Back then, there was little reason to hope the Arab Spring would spread to Syria. But three weeks later, Moshe saw a video of something she thought she'd never see, a protest in the heart of Damascus, Syrians openly supporting the revolution in Libya. Around second 25 or 26, there's a close-up on three women with their long black hair around their shoulders, and tears are just pouring down their face, and security men are just meters away from them. And you can just sort of see that they are scared to death and they are so brave. They are just singing right through their fear. That was a new Syria being born right there, changing shape right in front of me as they, as they sang. Then came Syria's own uprising. We are glued every day to every new video coming out on YouTube from Syria. There was the one day when it was raining. Rain in the Middle East is a rare occurrence. And this young guy says, you know, because he's dying and, and people around him are, are upset. And he says, no, it's okay. It's worth it to have lived these last four days free. These last four days have been the most beautiful of my life. Moshe began a campaign to get her friends and family here to support the uprising. A lot of Syrian exiles she knew wanted nothing to do with revolution. They were comfortable with their lives here. But the video shook many of them out of their complacency. Moshe says she couldn't sit on the sidelines. She made her own YouTube video, but she really wanted to get as close as she could to Syria to see things for herself. So she gathered together a small group of friends and family members, including her daughter, and they bought tickets for Turkey. By that time, there was a flood of refugees, and it just seemed like the thing to do was go and try to help the refugees. So we went. Moshe was there with her brother-in-law, a well-known Syrian activist. 
They visited refugee camps and met with wounded protesters. She and her daughter posted reports on Facebook and Twitter, and they started to attract attention. Her brother-in-law was told by smugglers that the Syrian government was offering a million-dollar bounty for himself and Moshe and her daughter. She says they began to get phone calls from strangers claiming to be dissidents, demanding to meet them. But the thing about that is, is that I didn't want to flee because this is why my parents left, for us not to be afraid. But also, I mean, think about when it's necessary to take a risk and why. And also, I'm not risking myself, I'm risking my daughter here. And her position on this was that we should leave. Moshe and her daughter are back in Arkansas now, with her computers tuned to Syria. She watched the assault on homes on a live video feed. You could hear daybreak, you could hear the rooster crowing, and you could see the smoke billowing from the shelling that was going on in the city. And it just accompanied me as I woke up, got my kid ready for school, moved about the house. It was painful, but I didn't want to not have the open window of pain. Moja says she'll keep open that window of pain no matter what. She's seen what happened in post-revolution Egypt. She knows that even if the uprising in Syria succeeds, it's possible the new government won't reflect her secular American worldview. But she says she's okay with that. Her greatest hope is that one day the images beaming out of Syria will show free and open debate, not torture and bloodshed. For The World and Latitude News, I'm Michael May. Producer Jack Rodolico contributed to this story.